At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some people, Lakers are making that run. They get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say, Maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess, what, what were you thinking? I don't moment? care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna say something that nobody that I'm aware of has ever said. And that's that Dylan Brooks is a damn genius. A comedic genius, but a genius Why? nonetheless. Okay? Why? I mean, because because he can't lose. There is no downside here, okay? Because if LeBron doesn't give him 40, if 38-year-old LeBron can't summon 40, Dylan Brooks could be like, I told you so, and don't let the Grizzlies win. Because if you think he's talking that shit now, let the Grizzlies win this series, especially without Ja, who, by the way, they're 27 and 8 the last two years without Ja Moran. Explain that. Anyway, um, so if, he, if LeBron doesn't go off, you know, he pokes the bear and nothing happens. If LeBron does go off, it's like, hey, it's LeBron James. You're welcome. I, you know, I, I gave him what he needed, you know, and he took that personally, you know, so it's like it, there's there is no downside because the only reason we talk about Mr. 12 points on 14 shots is because of stuff like this. And he leans all the way in. See, Michael, you know what I love about people in general. I love people who are consistent and people who are committed. And Dylan Brooks is consistently a heel. He is consistently the butt of the joke. He, he knows we are laughing at him more than we're laughing with him but yet he is committed to it. He leans all the way in. Like, just look at how he dresses. Like, he just, he, he, he's like, he wants, he finds ways to get people to keep talking about him. And if he's saying this in front of the microphone, you know good and damn well he's saying it to LeBron when he's clapping in his face. I'm here for it. He's, he's, every, everybody needs that heel, that villain. Like, he grew up wanting to be Draymond. He ain't as good as Draymond, but in the trash talking, annoying department, he's pretty daggone close already. You said he's consistent. He's committed. He's committed, he's committed to his role. And he's also and he's also Canadian. Trying too hard. Doing too much. <laughs> All right, like, like, like stop it. Stop it. We know it. Friendly neighbors. Got it. I we poke understand. Bears. <laughs> we got it. I poke bears. I'm sure you do. You're Canadian. You're Canadian. You, you see bears. Okay, you see bears. Oh, like roaming, roaming around Saskatchewan somewhere. Alberta. I got you. All right, listen. <laughs> LeBron's used to this, Mike. You know, I was thinking mm-hmm. about this the other day. Why does LeBron draw these types of guys? Like, usually, it's not Kevin Durant. It's not the Kevin Durants of the world. It's not Giannis. It's not all NBA great players. It's Think, think back. Deshaun Stevenson back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Lance Stevenson blowing right. in his ear. And now right. we got... Dylan Brooks. I mean, like been, these dudes. There's a tradition. There's a tradition of dudes yeah. coming at the king and literally missing. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? I mean, and, and yeah. if we were if we were in the nautical world, these are barnacles. Okay, these are barnacles just kind of just trying to jump yeah. on, trying to get right. something from this right. massive structure right. to survive. This- so LeBron <laughs> is used to the some, is used to the was... Dylan really, I mean, it's used to the Dylan Brooks types who need yeah. him. To survive, to be relevant, but Dylan, without LeBron, but Dylan like, Brooks coming at him like, would you, Michael? Would you, would, right now? Would you, would you pick a fight with an old man? You know, I love the Boondocks. Shout out to Aaron Magruder. This is like fighting stink meaner. It's like, but LeBron will still give you forty. He's still great. But it's like, would you really fight an old dude? Because like, who fights an old dude? So Dylan Brooks can poke this bear now and say stuff like, "Yeah, it'd really been a challenge if I, you know, I had guarded when he was in Cleveland or Miami." First of all, clever. It. Secondly, it ain't like he could go back then and do it. it. All you can do is just talk trash, and there's no ac- real accountability. And for here's it. the other, you know. And here's the other thing. Last thing yeah. I say, because he's not really. Yeah. Because Dylan Brooks ain't even worth. He ain't even worth all this. But the he's funny not. thing we is, we should move on to. Old, old LeBron, old LeBron right. at 38, go be 39. He's like 38 and a half now. Old LeBron, uh, he's not 38 and a half quite, but is better than young Dylan Brooks. LeBron <laughs> yeah, even passes prime. Right, is a superior right. player. To, so what's he talking right. about? Hell, that, that's why hell, LeBron. Paul, we know, Paul, we know Bronny James is better than Dylan Brooks. I mean, you know, I mean, let's just watch down there. Now you're going too far. Now you're going too far. <laughs> no, going too I'm far. trying to channel my right. inner, inner Dylan Brooks because right, I always think about quick, it unless they give question. me 40. And they got to give quick me 40 question. to read Not 28 and 12. Not 30. Not 30. 40. 40. Okay. Quick question. We'll move on to somebody else. Go ahead. Yeah. Who wins the series? Who you got winning the series? I would have said the Lakers after game one, but I forgot how good the Grizzlies are without Ja. I'm going to say the Grizzlies. And then when the Lakers win game three, I'll flip back to the Lakers. Speaking of Bears right. and speaking exactly. of hibernation, that was a forced transition yep. there. I liked your feed item. We really need to give Denver some love. Is it because of the conversation around MVP and Jokic kept pointing to his lack of postseason performance, or is it just ho-hum 1-8 against dysfunctional Minnesota? But this is the one seed with the two-time MVP that I reckon recognize it was the bubble, but once upon a time looked like they were next, you know, but for injuries, and it doesn't feel like we're right, quite looking at them as favorites. Did I, did I steal your thunder? You got, uh, I'm telling you, you got it. You got it all. Look, here, here's the thing. We talked about Jokic all season long. All season long, whether it's like the debate over is Jokic a three-time MVP, and if we give Jokic a three-time, uh, you know, three straight MVPs, what are we saying about, you know, Bill Russell and all these other great players and Larry Bird who have won three straight? Is he on that level? Jokic analytics, Jokic Embiid, Jokic Giannis. You know, we didn't really talk about in depth as an NBA basketball-loving community the team that Jokic is on. He's on a number one seed. The Denver Nuggets are not a fluke one. In a down west, they were the best team in the down west. You want to talk about committed and consistent and not even close to Canada. Uh, That is the Denver Nuggets. They were that the entire year. They've got one of the best players in basketball, some say the best, on one of the best teams in basketball, and they're proving it. Yeah, they nobody gave up a, a big lead. They gave what? Nobody, nobody, nobody says said that. what? Nobody, nobody said he, he's a two-time MVP, two-time MVP. Nobody says he's the best player. You said some say the best. Nobody says that. Ooh, Respectfully. Really? 
Nobody, nobody says Nikola Jokic is the best player. I, I've never heard anybody say Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. Is the best player in the NBA? No, I've never, best I, player in the I've best never heard that. Is that a hot I've take? Never heard is that, that a hot take? Is that hot? From you? Are, are you, wait, I'm no, confused. I mean, from are you, anybody. Are you, say, are you saying he's the best player in the league? Or arguably, I'm are you saying, saying he's I, arguably the best player? Or he's arguably, are you listen, saying that some, I mean, like some people it's a say short, I, I, No, he's not arguably. You said you never heard it. You never I've never heard, heard anybody make that argument. About that? <laughs> no, so, but, I, but, so, I just, wow. but you're giving him his flowers. I get it. You're giving him his flowers. I, well, I understand what you're saying. But I, I don't want to get a sidetrack, but I'm saying, like, a, two yeah. time, a back-to-back MVP who has put up historic numbers, uh, yes. who has done things from his position that we've never seen before. That's passing in center the of all time. Of the, yep. In but the history, but in the history heard, of the game. But I've never heard somebody wow. make the argument I, that I he's the best player. Whether it's Steph, whether it's Giannis. Yeah. There are like three MB, or four guys who are yeah, in that conversation. Yeah. Wow. But I don't I'm not know that it's been much it. of a... Hey, well, I'm not that, prepared to make it. That's what I wanted to clarify. But, but I'm that's not, what I wanted to clarify. But I'm not hating, but I'm not hating on anybody right. who says... Right, I'm not hating yes, too. He's the best player in basketball. You know I love Jokic. But I feel like ever since a couple of years ago when Giannis, you know, dropped that 50-piece to close out... Uh, the Suns that that conversation has started and ended with Giannis, whether or not Giannis gets a third, that, not consecutive, but a third MVP. Regardless. Well, that's where I disagree with you. That's where I disagree. I love Giannis, but that conversation doesn't end. It kind of felt consensus. Okay, right. it's it, fluid. It, it felt no, like it was a. It's, it's no, not it definitely fluid. It's always and a it fluid conversation. Shift, but if but it feels like for the last couple of years, the consensus has been Giannis is the best player MVP or not. But any Giannis didn't play last my, night, but, and there was a. But my oh, big takeaway. My, my big takeaway, just real quick, my big takeaway is yeah. the Denver Nuggets yeah. are, here's their word, provocative word, Denver Nuggets have been underrated all season long. They've been overlooked. I agree with, either, I would agree with that. Either, I would agree either with that. Even as a one overlooked, seed, and I would agree or with that. maybe both. I agree. That's all. I, I get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down, even as a one seed. The one seed Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you had this in your feed the other day. He said it's going to be a long series even without Giannis. It might not be. But in reverse, <laughs> because the, the Heat don't have Tyler Hero. And just a couple of numbers, and then we could talk about your Milwaukee Bucks. I'm surprised you didn't break out the t-shirt today. Um, 138 to 122. Most points ever scored in a playoff game by a team without their leading score from the regular season. And it's not just any leading wow. score. It's that guy. That's amazing. 25 threes, tied a playoff record. Seven players in double figures. Six who scored at least 15 matches another NBA record. I mean, they're not going to make 25 threes a game, but this just in. Like the Grizzlies, they're damn good without their superstar. Yeah, and Mike, I, I got to say, I've been uh, guilty of this, not necessarily on this show. Uh, when I talk locally, uh, you know, you got to pander to a certain audience. <laughs> when, I, when I talk locally uh, about the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm, I've been a little dismissive of them. Saying, oh, the Celtics are much better than Milwaukee. Doesn't matter. Milwaukee is a one seed. Celtics are the two. Celtics can go into Milwaukee and win a game seven. It may not even get to game seven. Look, the Milwaukee Bucks did something last night that I don't think many teams in these playoffs. How many? We got 16 left? Okay, out of 16 teams in the playoffs, I don't know any of them who can lose their best player and then win by that margin. I don't, I don't know if anybody could do that. I mean, they, they made it look so easy. They stayed on them. They jumped on them early. I thought somebody, if you had said to me before the game, somebody's going to be down by 20 points at halftime, 
20 or 20 or more points at halftime, I would have said, of course, it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis. They're reeling. They don't know what to do. Playoff Jimmy Butler did his thing. Bam Adebayo yeah. did his thing. Deer no. in headlights. Yeah. So Milwaukee, they have now they have been they have been the best team all season long. Really, they they really went yeah. into overdrive. And Malcolm Brogdon gave former Buck Malcolm Brogdon. The last thing I'll say, former Buck Malcolm Brogdon gave voice to this. Probably like eight or nine games left in the regular season. He said. The Bucks took the number one seed from us. We're a little surprised by it, quote, and we want it back. Even though they went to Milwaukee and blew them out, the Celtics did not take it back from them because Milwaukee continued to win with or without Giannis. So uh, props to the Milwaukee Bucks as well. All right, uh, pivoting to the NFL draft, which is a week from today, baby. Christmas is a week from today. Uh, and as the draft Mo gets Roberts. closer, Mo Roberts, I'm going back in <laughs> franchise mode. Oh, as the draft gets closer, it gets weirder. The reporting, quote unquote, the conversation gets weirder, um, particularly around a guy that you, to use a, a general manager, a, a personnel executive term, have been pounding the table and standing on a table. You've been standing on it and pounding it at the same time. For one, C.J. Stroud. And look, man, I'm a Buckeye through and through, okay? It just it, it, It's in my veins. But I look at it, and I think if C.J. Stroud doesn't go first, maybe people are overthinking it. Charles, what are you hearing about A-Rich and the possibility of him going number one to the Panthers? I, it, hey, why, that's the one way to replace Cam Newton is with the new Cam Newton. I absolutely think it's legitimate that he is part of the assessment. Some people can't help. You can't, you can't like Mike Charles can't help some people. I hope they do it. I hope they do it. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I do you can't, too. Some people Mike, just can't help him. Charles, you can't help him. Mike is pounding the table for CJ Stroud at number. He is standing it's on so the table. Obvious. It's so obvious. It's the best quarterback. It's obvious. It's obvious. Just clip it. That, clip it, this. Y'all got too much. Y'all got too much time. You got too much time to evaluate. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know, is... I'm gonna look at something else. Go ahead, take Anthony yep. Richardson. Go ahead, do it. Congratulations. <laughs> Connor Rogers, um, I don't want to give even more light to something by speaking it, you know, because it almost want, it sounds like one of those things that people say and then more people repeat it and now it becomes a thing. And that is that C.J. Stroud could slide. Uh, the Texans may go defense or they may trade out and, you know, Richardson could go ahead of him. Uh, obviously, it feels like Bryce Young. Uh, it, it'd be a, a major upset if he's not the number one overall pick at this point. But what is the deal when it comes to the conversation around C.J. Stroud? Because now we got, you know, certain former first-round picks. I'm not going to use the B word. Uh, certain former first-round quarterbacks talking about not showing up to Manning Academy and yada, yada. What's, what's the deal with C.J. Stroud from what you're hearing? I think a lot of it, guys, comes down to that it feels like the Texans are starting to get cold feet to just take a quarterback at two overall. And obviously, that seems insane when you look at the bucket that Stroud should be viewed in as the consensus number two quarterback in this draft and worthy of a top three selection for a franchise that's been trotting out Davis Mills and a couple other guys since they traded Deshaun Watson. And I kind of wonder a couple of things about this. One, 
are they trying to play it safe and just take the best overall player in the draft and they want to take Will Anderson or a defensive player and D'Amico Ryan says, I can win with defense because that's what we do. I also wonder, is there any lingering relations here considering CJ Stroud is represented by the same group that represents Deshaun Watson? Is there something between the GM, ownership? I don't know, but it makes you wonder. And that seems like uh, a bad business decision to not silly. take a guy. I was about to say, that would be that would be ridiculous. No, you're right. It would be ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but it's something that you yeah. genuinely hear when you ask people, um, which is yeah. bad practice all around. So, and then the third thing, guys, it makes me wonder. This time of year, it's silly season, right? Like we haven't mm-hmm. heard a ton of buzz about Anthony Richardson lately. We've heard Will Levis is already on the Colts. It's just hard to believe that everything <laughs> changes all of a sudden when we're seven <laughs> days away from the draft. Right. You know, I, I want to know from both of you guys, uh, both of you football insiders, the last time, uh, you know, examples of somebody who told you just the unfiltered, no spin truth before the draft. Now, Michael Smith, I can think of an example when Charlie Castley told you that that he was not taking Reggie Bush with the number one overall pick, even though everybody said it's going to be Reggie Bush and and uh Charlie Castling said, no, we're taking Mario Williams. He told you that. He told you it was Mario Williams. And he was, he was telling the truth. Can you think of an example of people, of people telling the truth before the draft? Because that stands out to me because most of the time yeah. it doesn't happen. I think they're all lying. I don't hold it against them. No judgment. I think everybody's yeah. lying, especially in the top five. They're all lying. Well, Connor, I'll go first on this one because sure. I don't think everybody's lying. I think it's how do you define truth? And I'll go back to that word unfiltered. The media, and there's a whole lot more insiders in the 2006 draft that you just referenced. There's a lot of people trafficking in inside information. So they're the filters. We're the filters, right? And so we don't know who they're really talking to. A, an unnamed personnel executive or you know a league source. Who the hell is that? That person could be speaking his or her truth as the case may be. But his or her truth may be crap, Connor. <laughs> it may be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fair point. Absolutely. Fair point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it also depends on and it may the not trust know factor, anything. right? Yeah. yeah. There, and then there's a the trust factor. There's people that I know they're always telling me the truth because they know I'm not going to tell anybody else. And that's a relationship between us that... Um, you know, obviously is trust over years and years. And you know that person, whether they have connections to players or teams or they are working for a team, they've been honest with you. They haven't burned you over the years because you're really just gathering that information. It could be for mock draft purposes. It could be figuring out the board. It could be figuring out the projection of players. But you're not going to jump on your podcast or whatever it is and say, I know that Arizona is not going to take Will Anderson at three. That matters a lot in this business. Yeah. Hey, it was just a couple of years ago where um, this time people were lying. The Niners were lying about Mac Jones being the third overall pick uh, only to trade up for eventually Trey Lance, who we still don't know what Trey Lance is. Uh, He's barely played football since being and he barely played football when he came out of college. Um, Now there's word that the Niners are receiving calls on Trey Lance. And here's why I call bullshit on that, Connor. Because if Brock Purdy is your quarterback, which he is, there's no debate about this. Brock Purdy, when healthy, is the quarterback. Sam Darnold was not signed to be the third. He was signed to be the compete for the backup job. If the Niners are getting, really getting calls on Trey Lance, then why isn't he traded already? 
Because if you're the 49ers, you are not in position to say, nah, this guy that barely played that we traded up for, he gave up all these picks, we want a first for him. You ain't getting it. Your best bet if you're the Niners is to salvage whatever you can get for this unfortunately failed investment in Trey Lance and to move on. Mm. I think this is just the Niners respectfully trying to drum up interest on Trey Lance from somewhere. But if they're getting calls on Trey Lance, a deal should have been done or should be in the process of getting done because what's the alternative? Holding on to him for what? It 100% is. It's, this is the Niners' first signal to the public across the league that, hey, this guy's available. Um, and like you said, they're trying to recoup value. And you really do have to do it now because as he enters year three of his rookie deal, he might actually have some value because he doesn't cost anything. Uh, there are he, He's younger than Hendon Hooker and Will Levis, by the way, Trey Lance. And wow. he's somebody wow. that... Uh, there's plenty of GMs in the league that they might still have their report on Trey Lance and go, I just think he hasn't been healthy. Um, so, right. and, but I don't think it's not going to be a first. I actually don't think it's going to be a second round pick. I think, unfortunately, that's how far this has fallen. But this is the Niners saying we're probably not going to be going into training camp with Trey Lance because let's be real, guys. Right. There are reps usually for the first and second string guy, and Trey Lance is neither of those right now. Let me ask you guys this. Okay, I just want to give you context real quick, then I'll ask a question before you say, oh, you're crazy. Bill O'Brien, Patriots offensive coordinator, spoke this week. And you know what he didn't say? Amazingly, he didn't say the name of Mac Jones. He did that old school Bill Parcells thing when he was mad at somebody. I talked the to the player. I talked the to the player. player's yeah. agent, the yeah. quarterback, yeah. you know, all yeah. that thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Now, this is, I, I say it's amazing because Billy O'Brien couldn't do his job at Alabama if, if not for Bryce Young and Mac Jones teaching his ass the offense. He would have been just stuck. They both taught him the Alabama offense. Mac Jones taught it to him his way out the door. Okay, so they're playing games with Mac Jones. Billy O'Brien ain't feeling them. Seems like it. Bill Belichick's not feeling them. Trey Lance for Mac Jones. Who says no? Who says no? Straight up. <laughs> Who says no? Who says no? The pa- the Patriots. Yeah. Really? That's the answer. Yeah, it's New England. The Why? Yeah. They like eight. Hey, they. Bill Belichick said at the uh, at the league meetings that they're both Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi, and Mac Jones so, were going to play. So they they're so putting Bailey so Zappi so and Mac. If you're trading, right? So if you're trading, if you're trading Mac Jones, you're not trading for Trey Lance because of the presence of Bailey Zappi. But beyond that, look look, Michael. We talked to Trey Lance. Trey Lance seems like a nice young man. He's had literally bad break after bad break in San Francisco. But man, I don't know that he can play quarterback in the NFL. Ooh, Mac Jones can't hey, play hey, quarterback. There's just some friction with the New England Patriots. You said it, and you said it more emphatically than Bill Belichick did. Bill Belichick said he stumbled as he said, "Well, Mac um, <clears throat> has the ability to uh, uh, play quarterback in this league." Hey, man, spit it out. <laughs> he he even hedged on that statement. Yeah. Connor, yeah. do you think that Trey Lance can play? Do you think he can play? Worthy of a top ten selection. Forget about number, like just. I know we haven't seen that much, but what's yeah. your feeling based on a little bit that you've seen? I really liked what I saw from him in college in terms of tools, whether it's the arm strength, the big body to run and take on contact, and you know, like you guys have hinted, he just hasn't had any injury luck to develop and actually get reps. So I think with reps, Lance can be a starting quarterback in this league, but I think he needs to go to a situation where. 
he's not even in that spotlight. I look at teams with uh, veterans on expiring contracts. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill the last yeah. year of his deal. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins on the last year of his deal. I mean, that would be a situ- those would be situations where Trey Lance goes in, he's the number two, he gets the number two reps, and if he shows you something during the summer and taking those number two reps, you can plan for a future with Trey Lance. But I don't think he should be thrusted into a scenario where he's expected to compete for the starting job because it feels like he's just yeah. so far away from that right now. Hey, uh, last thing before we let you go, man. Um, where's Bijan going to go? Uh, I'm asking for real purposes. I'm also asking for dynasty purposes. Landing spot. I mean, <laughs> you know, because we talk about the devalue, uh, devaluing of the running back position, but it feels like this guy breaks the mold and maybe the exception, that rare exception to, for a running back that could go earlier uh, than we've seen uh, the last few years. He's going to go early. It felt like for so long we were talking about the Bengals and the Bills in the back end of round one. That dream is dead Cowboys. in my eyes. I look at as okay. yeah, the Cowboys exactly. I think as far as he could fall is maybe the Chargers all the way down to 21 with what's going on like with Austin Eckler. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be a great fit. They could finally run in between the tackles. Eckler's on the last year of his deal. But I think he goes earlier than that. It feels like everybody has come full circle on Bijan where they go, we don't care that he's a running back. They could also play in the slot, by the way. When you watch him, he could be motioned out and be an effective wide receiver as well. Uh, yeah. He's just a top five player in this draft. And eventually you hit a point of this draft after really nine or ten players or so where he's too talented to pass up on. So I think the conversation, interestingly enough, could start as early as Atlanta at eight, Chicago at nine, and probably end Woo. somewhere with the Chargers at 21. My God. So you can see him going as high as Fields, nine. Wow. Uh, Justin oh, yeah. Fields, Bijan Robinson backfield. Good luck stopping that. Hey, man, exactly. we appreciate the insight. We'll talk to you next week. One week to go, Connor. One week. We'll talk guys. to you next week, buddy. All right, man. Can't wait. Take it easy. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. All right, bro. Thank you, Connor. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I just don't regret wanting to protect you, Will. Wanted to keep Lou from hurting you. I mean, to be honest, I don't really know Lou. So the fact that he turned out to be a bum doesn't surprise me. But that my mom, Aunt Viv, and you lied to me my whole life. That's what I heard. You put your trust in me and I let you down. And for that, I owe you an overdue apology, Will. I'm sorry. 
Michael, you know Bel Air is one of my favorite shows, and that's not just me being a company man because it's right here on Peacock. I told you from the word go that it was better than the original. Um, Fresh strong. Prince, which that's a strong is obviously iconic. Well, but it was the, it was the wrong. It was I was wrong for that, and I and I, I regret that take. I even got it in my feed that it's better. But I thought about it more uh, as we prepare for this conversation with two of the stars. Is that I think it's not that it's disrespectful to the original because the original is, is iconic. It, it it was groundbreaking for a lot of reasons. We know that, but it's disrespectful to Bel Air because Bel Air is so good and so dramatically emphasis on drama, different from the original that it stands on its own. It deserves better mm-hmm. than to be compared to the original. Yeah. Um, and it's so good. My wife and I watch it together. She get on my nerves because she do that thing where she sneak ahead and she and she because episode Come nine on, is cheap. out now and, and, and she cheap. sneaks ahead and watches it without me, but then gets mad if I do the same thing for another show. But that's a conversation for another day. With that, let's that's welcome right. in Adrian Holmes, who plays Uncle Phil, Jordan L. Jones, uh, who plays Jazz. They are incredible. The show is incredible. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And uh, Adrian, I'll start with you and then Jordan uh, weigh in as well on this. I like to go behind the camera, off camera, and just what the cast chemistry is like with Jabari, with Cassandra, with Coco, with among you guys. It's 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 so obvious that you guys get along so well off camera, and it just it transfers to on the screen. So, Adrian, could you speak to that first, then followed by Jordan? Just how you guys are a family off camera as well as on camera. Well, yeah, as you said, you know, the, the chemistry that you see on screen um, is, is because we all get along and we all uh, are just uh, we just care about each other. And, and uh, just we're just blessed to be uh, to be getting to be working with a cast that is not only talented, but it's just just down to earth and grounded and, and supportive. And we just uh, enjoy each other's company. We hang out on a regular. So when we get to work, we all feel so safe and it's just cool and easy. And, and, and Jordan, I remember when I met Jordan, um, well, we met, we had a good conversation. It was, we were, we were, I was episode two, season one, we were doing our basketball practice with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, what's her man name? Lethal, lethal shooter. Exactly. And, um, we were right by our trailers and we just got into good fellowship. You know, we just connected. Mm. And I think that, uh, you know, we both, you know, are products of single, <laughs> single moms and, and we call God, on a regular and we're just we're just so much in alignment you know what i mean mm. yeah he's, mm. he's 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 he i gotta say jordan is, is is one of the real ones man i really enjoy his mm. company and uh he's he's really killing it in in this role and and uh as everybody is i'm just proud uh to be a part of this ensemble and uh of this incredible machine this this it's a dream come true it really is very special jordan yeah um i mean ditto man i mean I think, um, you know, one of the things my mom always says is, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And because our ass, seriously, I've been on a lot of productions where it's kind of like, you don't have to, you know, at the end of the day, it's a job. It is. And, you know, it's not a bad or a good thing if you go to work and you come home and you talk to your own friends or whatever. But the fact that I have created all these great relationships with these people to the fact that, like, I'll tell you guys a story, like, and Adrian can attest to this. There's a lot of times where, like, I might not be working, but I still pull up to set. And I see. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> what are you doing here, bro? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how fun it is and how, how great everyone is that, like, on, on your day off, you go to work. 
So right. that that can tell you how the how the chemistry is and how how close knit we actually are as a family. And I think that translates on screen, man. Well, literally, now t- correct me if I'm wrong. I think I heard that Jabari Banks, who plays Will. He actually crashed at your crib, Jordan. Like, I mean, he's doing that in, or he was doing it until he went back home in season two. But he actually crashed at your crib in real life. Life imitating art, right there. I was gonna say, you know, uh, life imitates art, man. Yes. Uh, At the end of season one, um, he it was a thing where like he was getting a new place, and the lease for his place was uh, was up. But he had to, so he had like a month between and moving. And I was like, yeah, come crash. He actually stayed with me for like a month. That's when like we got closer. And it's kind of like how the show is, you know what I'm saying? And after a while, just like the show, I'm like, hey, man, when you gonna get up out of here, man? You... <laughs> so, <laughs> no, man. And, 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 and he moved into my building. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's, that's real. He, he, that's real. He's my neighbor now. So, yeah, we close. We're all very close. You know, you know, Mike said off the top, you know, very powerfully how much he enjoys uh, the show and he watches it with his wife. And, of course, his wife, she will skip ahead, but we're not allowed to do it. But we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into the double standards here get anybody in trouble. But he talked about his relationship with the original and, and, and what you're doing right now. How about you two? Uh, Jordan and Adrian, what was your relationship with the original and how does that inform what you're doing right now? Well, the original, uh, it was lightning in a bottle, you know, and and yeah, it was perfect for the time. And and it was a completely different format. It's a half hour comedy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. but but they they touch on important issues as we do. But they, you know, explored through laughter um, and, and the comedy element. Um, our show, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a longer runway. It's a one hour drama. So we have more time to really uh, get into the characters, to dissect them, to to peel back the layers and, and understand, you know, their origin stories. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's really in tune with the climate that we're in today. Um, you know, every show is for a time. And uh, I think this this show is is perfect for for this time and, and uh, for this generation. So we're, we're just so grateful that we get to put our spin on these iconic characters. And that was something that Morgan Cooper said to us all um, right off the bat. He's like, look, you guys don't feel that you have to, uh, you know, re- reenact these characters. These are the, the OGs, you know, we, we just, you know, learn from them and we, um, you know, try to capture their essence and the energy and the vibe, but to put our own spin on it, our own fingerprint on it that, that relates to you know, the world that we live in today. And that's why, um, you know, the younger generation are, are really connecting and, and responding well to it because they, they're, they're really, they can identify with, with what we're doing. Uh, once again, ditto. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but, but seriously, uh, for me, Fresh Prince is something that is my favorite show of all time. Um, I watch it every night to go to bed. Um, it's either like Fresh Prince, Martin, like Jamie Foxx show. Like I watched those. Shows. Like last night, just watched it to go to sleep. Like seen every episode. So short story. Like I actually turned this audition down because without reading the script, as my favorite show, I'm like, uh, are they are they redoing Fresh Prince, the the comedy yeah. the sitcom? Like there's no way that can be done. And uh, you know, my manager the next day was like, I'm not gonna let you turn this down. It'll be perfect for you. Wow. Um, read the script. I read the script. 
and you know the rest is history but i will say yeah. that, that is what it means to me that i would turn it down because that's how good the mm. show is reading the script yeah. and kind of to answer your question fully it's like you know talking to dj jazzy jeff um and obviously subconsciously we have these characters embedded in us like i know so much about the fresh prince but like Adrian said, like this is a, this is a dramatic retelling. It's not it's not a reboot. This is a, a different vibe. So that's great that they you know got a chance to explore um, during that time period through laughter. But because we're a dramatic take, it's not like I'm in the trailer. Like okay, how would DJ Jazzy Jeff you know yeah. portray this here or what he would do? Because in the original, he didn't get Hillary, and then I did. So it's like I can't even. Oh yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't The spin you talked about, Adrian, but real quick, yeah. are you going to throw Jazz out? Are you going to throw him out? I was just going to get to that. I was just going to get to that, actually. Okay. Um, you know, there was a scene in, in season one in the, in the, ho the hotel. You remember that, Jordan? Um, yeah, yeah. Where you, 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 you were in the room with, with Hillary, and I knock on the door looking for her, and I, I'm supposed to kind of toss you into the hallway. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that, that 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 didn't happen. But I thought that okay. would have been very funny just to just to pay pay homage <laughs> to the original. But because um, well, you know, when you when you when you didn't give him love, when he tried to bring it in for the real thing, and you yeah, just I felt yeah, that yeah, as yeah. a father, you I felt you were, that you were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been that would have been a good moment to throw yeah. Jazz out of the house right there, just to cut yeah. to and then see him, ah, right, yeah. you know. Ah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, well, but again, but this the is spin not point. Yes. Yeah. But the spin point, I want yeah. to ask you as a husband and as a father, mm -hmm. what what experiences, what perspectives, what uh, black male influences um, are you bringing to the role of Uncle Phil as a husband and a father? Because I'm really just struck by the theme of reconciliation and vulnerability. Um, that Uncle yeah. Phil is practicing this season, whether it's with Jeffrey, uh, whether it's with Will, obviously, with Will. Uh, whether it's mm -hmm. with, with, with Viv, even apologizing on Viv after exploding on her. It's just there's just a lot yeah. of examples of like owning your stuff, you know, and repairing yeah. relationships. But just generally, what, who are you bringing with you to this role of Uncle Phil? Who and well, what? Fortunately for me, for me, I have uh, some some very strong, uh, positive black uh, male images in my in my life, in my own family. Um, you know, and uh, my uncles, uh, they, they're just so inspiring and good, great examples of, of leadership and of, of, of just good men. And so I tap into them. I tap into uh, the original OG, James Avery and what he brought. You know, I, I watched the show uh, religiously growing up in real time and reruns now. So, I mean, just watching him and just just the energy and the vibe that he, he brought to the role. Um, and, and then Barack Obama, I also, you know, you know, tap into him and, and just, you know, just his vibe and his, his swag, his charisma, um, his leadership. And um, I just kind of bottle all that up and, and with my own, you know, twist on it. And that's what you got, you know, and, um, Love it. but uh, I, I, I really, uh, I learn a lot, you know, myself, you know, with every script, uh, I, 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 Adrian, myself.
think about, okay, how would Phil handle this situation? You know, even in my everyday life, I'm like, okay, how would, how would Phil approach this? How, what would he do? Because yeah. it's, it's, it, it, he's influenced me uh, as, as, yeah. a, as a man. So um, I'm feeling, I feel very honored to be, uh, you know, bestowed, have this role bestowed upon me. And, and to be honest, originally too, I was hesitant to, you know, mm-hmm. jump into these shoes because again, it's, uh, you know, this isn't just an, a regular role. It's not just a regular character that you get uh, on a, you know, in a regular audition. I mean, my team was like, yeah. you know, Philip Banks. And I thought he was joking. I was like, oh, ha, ha, well, okay, but really? He's like, you know, Philip Banks. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but then when I read the script, like Jordan said, the script was so good. It was just so, yeah. so well written, so dialed in, so, so just on the money. And, I really connected and it resonated with me and and it was fun. I just enjoyed every scene that I had to put down for that for that audition. It was just like um I was in a flow. I was just in a in a real uh real great place with it and, and it yeah. felt special. It felt different different than any other audition that I had. So I was yeah. just like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. I had a good time. Yeah. And uh we'll leave it leave it to God. And uh everything Listen. worked out and here we are. Yeah. Listen, y'all, y'all are blessing us with every episode, and thank y'all for blessing the show. So, Jordan, speaking of blessings, what was it like having your actual actress mother? Yeah. She, she hid the audition from you, and she plays your yeah. mother in the show. Yes, man. That was crazy because my mom, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really know how this goes, but I'm sure I could have a word and being like, hey, this is my mom and like I wanted to play my mom, but I actually didn't do this. My mom told me after she auditioned that she auditioned and I'm like, what? You auditioned my, my mom? And um, so of course- <laughs> That's I crazy. Yeah, and I just was like, just so y'all know, um, someone's auditioning for my mom and it's Tosha Stories. Yeah, I was like, just so you guys know, that's my actual mom. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know what, what you know, which way you want to go with this because, you know, and, and, and rumors and stuff, you know, you hear certain stuff that, like, they might want, you know, someone specific to play my dad or my mom, like DJ Jazzy Jeff or Karen Parsons to play my mom or something. Um, I didn't know which direction they were going to go because um, we always throw in, uh, we always pay homage and, you know, put people from the original as you, you know, Tatiana Ali mm-hmm. and, and others. Um, but they ended up, I didn't double back or anything. Like, my mom just hit me up and was like, yo, I got the role. And I'm like, what? And I think the best part about that day was, number one, is that it wasn't hard because it's my mom. So, like, I just, it, that's exactly how we respond to each other. Stuff my mom would say, and I'd just be like, mom, but just chill. Like, just chill. Um, <laughs> but but I, I thought, like like you said, how, like, we're all close. When my mom came that day, my mom had the greatest day ever. Like, she almost was crying at the end of the day. Um, Simone, number one, everyone was nice, um, extremely nice and, and just open and welcoming to my mother, which is all I could ask for. And uh, on top of that, um, Simone Joy Jones, she plays Lisa. She got my mom flowers. And, like, wow. it was, and I didn't ask for these things at all. Like, you know? Yeah. And that's just how close-knit and, and cool cool we all are. And it just made my mom feel so at home, and she had a great day. So I, I'll remember that day forever. Because I don't see a lot of, um, I don't know the word, but it's like, you know, families. You, you know, you got Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen and all, all these great people. Yeah. They've never done something together. You got Denzel Washington, John David Washington. We haven't seen them together. And so I thought that was mm-hmm. I, 
thought that was really, really cool, man. And um, that's one day I'm definitely going to remember for the rest of my life. That's awesome, dude. Go ahead, Mike. I, 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 yeah. I was going to say, I'll tell, tell you something else that's really cool. Uh, Jordan and Adrian and Michael. What's really cool is like, we, I can't believe we've been talking so long. We haven't even mentioned the obvious. Jordan, you got the best player of all time, his jersey behind you, and the second best player of all time, his jersey right there. I, you know, I'll let you tell me who's number one and who's number two. What's up with the jerseys behind? You got LeBron no. and you got MJ. What's up? Sign, too. They both signed. Number one, number one, they're signed, but here's the thing that you don't know. <clears throat> so in the middle, it's a signed ball. And that's from the late, great Kobe Bryant. Um, oh, Kobe, wow. Oh, wow. Kobe's in the middle because, for me, Kobe is the best player. Jordan's second. Bron is third. All and right. if, and if, okay, this is this is my real answer because, you know, I, I'm going to pay, pay homage. Michael Jordan is 1A, Kobe's 1B, Bron is 2. That's that's my, my ranking because you always got to pay homage to the OG. I feel like if you guys have seen Hercules, I feel like, Michael Jordan is Hercules. I mean, Michael Jordan is Zeus, the father. He's the greatest of uh, all time. The Hercules the becomes mortal, and he has to get to that point. But at the end of the yeah. movie, Hercules is the one, and even even Zeus is like, "Yep, that's my son." But he's the one he's about to take over. So that's that's my order. That's my order. No shades, Bron or nobody. It's just that's my order. Adrian, you so got Kobe. Kobe was Kobe was Hercules. Kobe's Hercules and Kobe's Hercules. Jordan. Jordan is Zeus. Okay, cool. Yeah. And LeBron. Who's and LeBron? LeBron is like, you know, LeBron is LeBron. Like, <laughs> he's like, LeBron. Hey, he's hey, 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 he's up here. I love LeBron to death. Out of yeah, the yeah. millions of people, thousands and thousands of NBA players ever. I mean, me and my friends have this argument, too, that, like, if we're talking about top three, they're really all the GOAT in their own way. Like, you can't really they go really That's right. They really are. talking about yeah. the right. top three ever to ever play basketball, they're all – the goat, like LeBron. They're all amazing. They're all amazing. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go with, I gotta go with, with MJ for number one. I'm, I'm sorry, there, there, Joy. I mean, I mean, he. If I had to pick one for my team, I'm, I'm going with MJ. He's just, he's, he's just, yeah, he's, he's like Zeus, you know. He's the greatest. I love, I love you. You know, you can't go wrong with MJ, but I just, I just, yeah, I think Jalen yeah. Rose said this. He said, if Michael Jordan is the original, then Kobe Bryant is the remix, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So he's yeah. the Bel Air, huh? He's the, he's the reboot. He's the reboot, the reimagining. Uh, and you, you guys are, you guys are so incredible. And I know, I know y'all must chop it up about sports because low key, Bel Air is kind of a sports show. Like basketball yeah, it's is little, at the center bit. of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like oh, low yeah. key. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, I, and, and Jordan, I know you got some big things going. Both of you guys got some big things popping. I just watched you with Kayvon Thibodeau in a short, and Thibodeau in a short film called A Commitment from a yeah, couple of years ago. Do you still keep in touch? Because Kayvon Thibodeau is our boy. Like, like oh, at least in our head. Right. We had him on before he got drafted. That was our draft That dude was incredible. That was that's, our draft we're like, he's, Do you still keep in touch with him? He should have been number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kayvon is cool, man. We're boys, man. Um, yeah, I saw him at the party the other week. Like, it's actually my boy. We talk talk a lot on, on IG and stuff. Obviously, we're busy and, and stuff like that. But like, dude, it's, it's always low when we see each other. Yeah, I remember I did this. This is uh, he was in high school. He was like doing his announcement on ESPN or something. And um, uh, we have a mutual friend who's actually the director of this video. And, and you know how how dudes are. Like, you know, once we start talking and stuff, we we get close. So we exchange information. And we've been cool yeah. ever since. 
I've been rooting for him too, man. I've been, I've been rooting. For I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you. I'm a Cowboys fan, so it's hard to root for the Giants, but it is yeah. what it is. I'm gonna tell you what. After I watched it, I'm like, "Yo, you you got you busy acting and whatnot, but you could be an interviewer. That wasn't bad at all. You could take our jobs. This was as fun an interview as we could have asked for. You guys are one of the goat shows. Y'all are crushing it. Congratulations. Please extend our appreciation to your fellow castmates, the entire crew. Love what y'all are doing. Congratulations on love season it. three, love already it. renewed, already renewed yeah. for season three at Peacock, and we're gonna see a lot more of you guys. And I love your shirt, by the way. I appreciate love it. it. Love it. <laughs> got, got one for every yes. occasion. I had, I had to bring yes, it out sir. to y'all. Appreciate <laughs> y'all, right, man. Thank you. Appreciate All you. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So the Warriors are already in uncharted territory, being down 0-2 for the first time in the Steph Curry era. After tonight, might be 0-3, because if they couldn't stop the best offense in the league with their best defensive player, now that Draymond uh, Green has been suspended, how they going to uh, stop him on the road, no less? I'm just saying that... You're just saying that. Oh, wow. Wow. We get, we, wow. we, we're getting close. We're getting, we might be getting close, you know? No, Which, we're not getting close to anything. Yeah. First of all, they're at home. Okay, so they're they're basically I, well, you know, they're at home. Sorry, yes, at home. But all right, that's right. Additionally, I'm used, to the, I'm used to them starting game one and two at home. I forgot they were on the road. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Thanks but additionally, the way you talk in is like, like they're being dominated. That's not what's happening. First of all, they controlled almost all of game one. So what are we doing here? Like, oh, if they couldn't even keep up with the with the Kings. That's not what those games were. So, you oh, know. So I'm sorry. I, 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 so I never minute. realized so, there was a column there. So there's, there's, there's O2 and controlling the game. Well, is I mean, also a part. Right. I, didn't, I didn't realize that's how that worked. They are okay. down Hold O2, on. but I couldn't, account, I couldn't account for the league suspending Draymond Green in game two, <laughs> hey, which is what no, Michael no, Holly Dray- didn't want to hear. So, but I didn't want him in game two. Is that what you said? They suspended him in game two. That was kicked out. That was kicked out. Oh, okay. No, okay. kicked out. I couldn't account for that, and so now he's suspended for game for the for game Draymond, three. Draymond Green suspended Draymond Green 
ejected for the seventeenth time in his career, <laughs> suspended for the suspended for the fourth time in his career. Hey, Draymond, they're on to you. Stop doing this stuff. Stop doing dumb stuff. But it, here, I just want to get this, Natalie, on the record. The road record's not real, but the home record is. No, the right? road record isn't so, real uh, either. Like, if Dre doesn't get okay, out, they were okay. going to win that game. Okay. So it's fine. Okay. Like, were I just, I I just love, yes, I, they are. I, not, you're you're a smart man. I loved win. your feed. It was great because you know. Um, I know that uh, Michael Smith win. was just trying to push my button. They're going to win. I wasn't pushing your buttons. I, I'm Honestly, no. Why, why are they going to win? Because they're the Warriors and they're at home? Yes. Um, because the crowd's going to be on their side because the Kings haven't been here before and they're overwhelmed and they don't, they have no idea how to deal with a hostile is all those things. Is that why they're going to win? Because I mean, explain to, to me how they're going to slow them down without that guy. Okay, how, first of all, how, first of all, least? they don't need to slow them down. Even once Draymond got kicked out the game, they were right there. The issue is now they just like you have to adjust on the fly when you lose someone like Draymond in the game. Now mm. they're going to game plan for it. And I'm sorry, like the Warriors have been their own problem. They've caused their own mistakes, you know? Like our guy Ooh. Vincent, he had a great hand lines, can't stop hurting themselves. This is not the Kings that's doing been, this. That's been their history throughout this yeah, entire Yeah, but what I'm just saying, but 20 turnovers, yeah. like between Dr- So that's them. You just take away some of those turnovers and they win the game. So this is not, okay. it's just playing smarter and executing. Just that simple. That's simple. Just that I simple. Think, right? They are the more just, talented just, team. That's so now it's simple. Warriors in okay, six. Because it was Warriors in five. Now it's Warriors in six. I addressed that the other day. I said I addressed that the other day. I said I always thought it was five or six. I said that and it's still Warriors in six. Oh, it's five or six. I I don't, I don't like to hedge. Way. I said I don't like to hedge, no. and it only oh, goes okay. six because they're starting okay. on the road. Stop. I said that. Okay. What we'll happened in case you we'll missed it you next time? Right. Stop it. When it's 3 When it's three, we'll see what you got to say tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! Oh my god! BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.